What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. It truly means the absolute world to me that you would spend any of your time listening, so thank you so, so much. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk about all the things, and we throw in a little sass along the way, and I'm just really excited to have you here listening to this podcast, so thanks again. Find me everywhere you listen to podcasts, and on Instagram, that's where you can keep up with me, with everything going on, enjoy the sass related and faith related. So hit me up, enjoy the sass on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you. You guys, without further ado, I feel like this is how I'm introducing all of these episodes. I'm excited to bring on my co-host, Carissa. What's up, Carissa? What's up? I'm excited. I am Welcome excited back. about what we're going to talk about. I'm Welcome back. Why don't you tell everyone what we're talking about? Oh, you want me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about the Hunger Games. And mm-hmm. specifically, uh, this episode is all about the first Hunger Games. So uh, yes. we're going to dive in uh, to the movie mm-hmm. and the audiobook and then the print book. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Me too. I'm really excited. So if you're new to this series... Um, well, this podcast series that we're doing for the summer, go back and listen to our first episode where we kind of broke down our experiences with the books and the movies originally and what it was going to be like to revisit them. The reason we're doing this again as a refresher is because the first Hunger Games, the one we're discussing today, came out, what, 15 years ago in September? In September, yeah, 15 years ago. And we have the new movie coming out in September, too. And we have the new movie to go with the prequel coming out in September. So we're we're just on a Hunger Games summer, um, just revisiting them and having a great time talking about them. And the amount of people who I've talked to already since we released the last episode about the books, about the movies, it's been so fun just kind of talking to everyone about their experiences. I don't know if it's been that way for you, Carissa, but that's kind of how it's been for me. So, Oh, yeah. I love it. Everyone has an opinion about like how it impacted them. Uh, yes. But they're yes. to it. Yeah. So it's, yes. it's a lot of fun. I love it. It has been a lot of fun. And I did a poll on my Instagram um, to go along with our first episode, whether okay. you were Team PETA or Team Gail. I'm curious. How did that turn out? To be honest, I think most people were Team Gale of my friends. and Really? Yeah. I don't um, know why that surprises me, but that surprises me. It surprises me as well, um, mostly because, you know, I thought that they would be on my side. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine that they, you know, they sided with you more. It's whatever. Um I was going to go and try and find it. I should have. Oh, yes. Okay. So 58% Team Gale, 42% Team PETA. So close. It's close. Like it's within margin of error. Yes. It's that. within margin of error. And it's really um, like two votes. So, you know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sure if we, we can put the, we'll put the poll up for every, um, every movie slash book that we yeah, do like and see in this it, particular book and this yes, particular movie. Yeah. Yes. In this one, in that one and the next one, mm-hmm. which one are you? That way we can kind of get a running overall score at the yes. end. Yes. So without further ado, again, why do I keep saying that? Um, we're going to talk about the first book. So Carissa, excuse me. Did you read or listen to this book? 
So I read this book. I read this okay. on Kindle. Um, okay. Slight plug right now, Hunger Games, the entire series is on Kindle for the, like the Kindle read for free library situation. Uh-huh. So just FYI, if you're interested in like following along, you want to go back and read it. It's on Kindle. Free to download. Downloading your phone. You're good to go. Um, but yeah, I read it. Um, I still stand by my first comment. I think I, we talked about this in the in the first episode. Of yeah. How I feel like this series is actually really good for like a movie script. Yeah. And this first book definitely felt like a movie script. And going back and reading it again, I was like, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I totally see. Yeah, I still st- I still stand by that. So, yeah. What about you? Did you you listen to this one, right? I listened to this one. And honestly, okay. so the first time I ever read it, I read it because okay. audiobooks were a lot less accessible back then. Um, but I know that I listened to at least one of these books back in the day. I can't remember which one. Um or maybe not. I don't know. I feel like that is an alternative reality that I'm probably living in, that I've been an <laughs> audiobook person forever. But um, I listened to this one um, as I did with all of them. Okay. Yes. What's your yes. takeaways? Um, okay. So I have minimal notes. As we all know, Faith loves to take notes before she podcasts. Um, we're raw dogging it, y'all. Yes, we're just, we're just going for it um, on this Saturday. Um, so the, the first note that I have for this book is I hated Katniss so much in this really? book. Really? Yes. Why did you hate Katniss so she's much? She's just so annoying. She's so <laughs> annoying. And it's probably because she's what, like a 16-year-old? I think she's like 16 in this book. And we, well, we all know Faith's feelings about teenagers. If you're one of my teenagers listening, I love you. But we all know how I have felt about teenagers. And that stands with her in this book. I feel like she's just so rude to her mom. She is, she just has an attitude about mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's just, I just, I hated her in this book. I hated her in this book. And probably it's because it's from her perspective, too. I was like, oh, my gosh. Can't you just, like, get over yourself? I don't know. What about you? I I can see where you're coming from with that. Because I can't say that I ever recall a point where she seemed grateful for anything. Yes. Now, now to be fair, like, hard life. Um, hard life. Hard, hard life. Yes. And that's kind of the point of, like, I don't. And so that, that begs the question of like, is gratitude something that's a luxury? Mm. Mm. That's good. Um, so being able to have the, not having to worry about what you're doing or who you're feeding from day to day, making sure you have something to like, just sustain your basic life requirements. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good, so. um, that is a good question. That I never thought of. And it does flip the perspective on her a little bit. Because she does carry a lot more than a lot of 16-year-olds have to carry. Even outside of, you know, the circumstances that we're going to get into later on in the book. Yeah. I think her lack of empathy for her mother's situation, though. I think sometimes that's the frustrating piece, too, of, like, your, your dad died and like it's a whole like the family has to mourn and clearly your mother's in a deep depression and really struggling and so you know the burden is on you and you're having to push through that so one part i'm annoyed with you for being a 16 year old child 
Yeah. Like acting the way that you're acting without any sort of semblance of like what, you know, understanding yes. or appreciation for what, for what your mother's going through. Right. On the flip side of that coin, I can see how you grew up too fast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I can see how you were annoyed. Yeah. That makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. <laughs> Okay. What else? What else in the revisit um, kind of stood out to you or did you forget about that you were like, oh, my gosh, I remember that. You know, what else mm-hmm. did you think about? Um, so what else did I think about? I want to. OK, so here's one. Something between the, the difference between the book and the movie. Yes. The book very much talked about her father. Yes. Very much talked about his impression on her. Yes. And the songs that she sang. Yes. And like how she, like she learned to hunt from her father. Like yeah. that's, like he taught her. There was a book about what, um, uh, you know, vegetation you could consume. Yes, the plants. And, uh-huh. and like you never see any reference to her father in the movies. Except for the mom. explosion. Except for the explosion. Yeah. yeah. That, that one part. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. all you see. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Um, yeah. Movies because that's a significant character development that you could really, because following the trope of like all daughters have daddy issues. Right. You know, like now right. it makes sense why we're in between Peta and Gail. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And why she clings to mm-hmm. Cinna and, you know, yes. all of the yes. things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cinna. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes so much more sense now. That, wow. that was off the top of my head, honestly. I love so it. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm, a- <laughs> I'm impressed with myself. Y'all, I haven't had any coffee today. So we're, again, we're just going, we're like buck wild on this episode. But that, yeah, that is a really mm-hmm. good um, kind of parallel to to play there of yeah. why she treats the men in her life the way that she does. She and treats, that's yeah. because of yeah the daddy issues, for sure. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the flip of that would be how she treats the women because her mom, yeah, you know, obviously she babies prim, she babies Rue. Yeah. You know, she's not very nice to Effie, but we can get into that. (laughs) Honestly, I really, we're just going to get into now because I love Effie. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Why do you? I love Effie. I I think reading the books again and then watching the movies, Elizabeth Banks just does a fantastic job with the character. But um, even just in the book, you really get a sense of she's she is put in the same circumstance that these kids are put in. She doesn't really have a choice in her role here. Yeah, she has to watch them die. Yeah, that is yeah. that is her job. But she has to make sure that they have the best you know, mm-hmm. experience leading up to that. And so she's right. really just doing the best that she can mm-hmm. with the circumstances she's given. And she just is so kind, even though she's a little quirky, but aren't we all? And like, even though Katniss like gives her attitude. Yes. She's yes. She's kind with Katniss. Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. so kind. She's so gentle, even with Hamish, who I think I said this in our first episode that I really love Hamish. <laughs> the more like the more I got to read the book and then yeah. watch the movie again, mm-hmm. I love Hamish. Um, I love him and Effie's little you know bantery relationship, like all of mm-hmm. those things. I love. Um, 
Oh my gosh, I'm reading my notes, the few notes that I have, and it says Katniss is pretty much the worst for her mom and the worst in general. I forgot about that before because I went on to Effie, but um, yeah, so I think um, probably my biggest, one of my biggest takeaways from this, again, aside from how much I dislike Katniss, was how mm-hmm. much I love all of the side characters mm-hmm. Okay. Um, between books and movies. So that okay, I guess so favorite side character in movie one and favorite side character in book one are they the same? Are they the same? Um, I don't. Hmm, are they the same for you? You're not supposed to ask me my question that I asked. You. <laughs> I'm trying to give myself more time to think because I don't know. I don't know. That's like, but yeah, it's a fair question to ask myself. Yeah. Favorite side character. Oh man. Mm-hmm. There's so many good ones though. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Who is, who is okay. the cook? Who's the cook? Oh, um. What's her name? What is her name? Mate Mage? Madge. 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 Yes. 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 Madge. Mm-hmm. Um, Madge is my favorite character from the book. Okay. Uh, side character from the book, just because of the way that she's involved in this concept. She's the touch point, right? For yeah. making sure that Katniss's family gets fed. Yes. Right? Yes. And uh-huh. so I I liked seeing that dynamic of they're friends and they're friendly. Mm-hmm. And there's that element of support there. I think the reason why, I think the in the movie though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Her name, Grisey. That's that say that's, that's it. Yeah, Grisey okay. say not Madge. We Madge is the best friend. Madge, Madge is, is the best friend. friend. Yes. yes, we don't see Madge in the movie. Yes, they completely eliminated that piece of yeah. the story. Yeah, which I I made a note about that. I was like, okay, so she's just gone completely. Right, and, and they I, change how she gives the Mockingjay pen. And I always me, hated that. I know it's like no, she didn't just uh, just come find up against it. it. It for find it, you know, she didn't just like barter for it or anything, no. or it was a gift or anything. That was when she was leaving. It was a token. Yes, from the only female friend she truly had. Yes, honestly, yes. the only well, aside from Gail, the only friend that yeah. she had. Yeah, and the only friend that she continues to have, even though obviously rest in peace. But, yeah, you know, and not to get into the other books sooner rather than later, but in the books you see Madge come up. You see her come up quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. And like, I think maybe they try and compensate for that with in the movies with having um, President Snow's like little daughter or uncle, yeah, or niece some, or whatever, yeah, something that come yeah. up. Like maybe they were like, we need this character, even though that yeah. doesn't exist, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I always remember being so upset watching the movie for the first time and seeing her get the pin in the yeah the whatever the spine the sw- what is it called is it the spine. No. no, that's that's Aragon. Whoa, I'm just getting all of my series. <laughs> all of my series just mixed I'm going up. Dystopian to fantasy, like my gosh, <laughs> real quick. What is that called? Um, where you know the the place yeah. where they go, the market, the black market, or whatever. Yes. Yes. Um, when she just finds it there, and I remember being like. That is not how she got the pin. Like, I no. was so upset about the hob. Thank you. The hob. Wow. Um, I was so upset about that. And 
just I have the distinct memory of watching this movie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being a core like, <gasps> how no. dare they? You know, no. how dare they change yeah, yeah, this yeah. story? Um, that we all love so much. You know, um, and then I remember this jumps ahead in our journey a little bit, but watching this this was like our Friday family movie, right? Like mm-hmm. we watched this, we're all in the movie room watching this movie. My mom's there. My mom knows mm-hmm. nothing about the mm-hmm. books. She's never read them. She just knows okay. that I was super into them. And then all of a sudden, like the hunger games begin. And she's like, what on earth is happening? What is going on? Like the violence of it. Yeah. Cause you get the fight. Vi- I think that's the other thing I realized like between now and back then reading the books like now i understand the violence of it and the implication of these the kids gore, yeah. the gore of it and back then it was like okay i understand but like it doesn't really like go past the like surface filter of like whoa this is intense you right. know but now it's like oh my gosh i i understand my mom's reaction more now yeah. than i did back then yeah and even watching it again, it's like, whoa, that first. Yeah, this is heavy. This is heavy. This is a, a yeah. YA dystopian yeah. book yeah. that has been turned into a movie perfectly. But it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is a lot. And kids are watching this, you know? Yeah. But that's the target audience. So that that probably, for me, was like the other really big um in this revisit was the the reaction of like whoa this is actually really heavy i think my 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 second initial reaction hmm. this isn't too far from from home yeah this hits a little too close right yeah Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason for me why it's close to home is like, she's 16 years old. Right. Um, yeah. And we have, you know, with the Iraqi war, the Afghanistan war, we had 18 year old children. Yeah. Being blown and shattered into pieces. Yeah. Um, from, you know, dying in the line of fire, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just, understanding the violence of what a war-torn country actually has to experience. Yeah. Um, I didn't grasp that. No. The first time I read it. No. Right. And so it's taken the experience of living through. Yeah. Living through these stories of, and, and seeing the news every single day, the body count of how many people have died. Mm. And then, you know, watching these news stories of people who have lost limbs and like trying to recover and trying to survive. And, and it's yeah, it it just feels a little a little too like on the nose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for for present day and age. So yeah, like yeah. good job, good job, Suzanne Collins. Like yeah, yeah, pretty much nailed it. Like I uh, I I don't know I don't know the political leanings of the audience, but like I feel like this is a really great political commentary if you want to look at it from that direction. Sure. We don't yeah. have to necessarily go into that, but just yeah. you know, it's out yeah. there if you want to make a comment. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's very dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what else? What else am I thinking about? Honestly, when I think about this first book slash movie, 
Mm-hmm. I lean more on the movie. And I think that, yes. that speaks to your comment of this is perfect for a movie. Yeah. So maybe our topic of conversation, we can pull from the parallel, like we can pull parallels, but let's mm-hmm. talk, let's lean on the movie, um, especially because I think we're both pretty visual people. Yeah. Um, so let's lean on the movie, talk talk through kind of some of the points in the movie of okay. what you, your Perfect. reactions, your thoughts, yeah. what you liked, what you didn't like, yeah. you know, kind of those things Yeah. on this, this latest revisit. I don't know if you've watched it since you watched it for the first time or if yes. this was like a, yeah, I, I watched haven't it. watched it in 10 years kind of thing. <laughs> you know? So I watched it for the first time after having not watched it in 10 years. Okay. Um, a few weeks ago. Okay. And the wow. thing that really took, that like took my breath away of like, oh, wow, like this makes so much more sense. These are why I'm visualizing this the way that I am. Yeah. It's just the the lighting and the mm. color. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. gray and dreary. And then you get to the capital and things are a little bit brighter and airier and just a little less dusty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I think the juxtaposition behind that really tells the tale of like, this is district 12. These are coal mines. This is a slower movie. And that's the other thing too, is the pace of the, sc- of the shots yeah. um, within the movie in district 12 are, they're a lot slower. They're not yes. quick. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but then when you get to the Capitol, like you're constantly in motion, you're constantly moving and yes. there's not really a point where they're not standing. They're just standing still and just being calm and being quiet until they get into the arena. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, I agree with you completely there. It's the contrast between where they came from and where they go and end up mm-hmm. is just so massive and yeah. so like abrupt Yeah, um, because it really goes from, Yes, the train, the train ride, which who didn't want to go on that train? Like, it looks right. so nice, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, the, from the train ride, obviously, they get to experience some of the opulence. But then once they hit the capital, it's like, oh, wow. You know, mm-hmm. this is insanely different, wildly different experience. And Effie comes to life more, you mm-hmm. know, her character kind of just brightens. And yeah. then we get to meet the... Um, we get to meet Cinna and we get to meet these other characters who just kind of make the world come to life more. Caesar. Okay, Mm -hmm. there you go. He is probably my favorite, one of my favorite side characters from the book. Really? Why? I mean, sorry, from the movie. The movie? Okay, Um, why is that? Well, first of all, who doesn't love Stanley Tucci? Like, (laughs) we love Stanley Tucci. We love Stanley Tucci. But just, that is a character that we see in the book Mm-hmm. But you really don't grasp like the full extent of his persona, um, his persona until you see him on screen with the hair and the makeup and the smile and you the know clothes he just, and the, the clothes. stage presence exactly and the, yeah. all of that just like comes to life and his as awful as his job gets to be during the actual games. Mm-hmm. Of him, you know, being the sideline commentator for this. Yeah. He he brings a brightness and a lightness to it that I think is necessary. Yeah. Because you're also seeing, you're seeing the games and then you're also seeing like Hamish reacting mm-hmm. to the, you know, to the kids in the arena and those and yeah. him working and all of those mm-hmm. things. So um, I think Caesar tops the list. Or is at is one of the top of the list for me. Um, 
sorry, a motorcycle just casually going by. Um, <laughs> the to go back, the side character for me in the book probably mm-hmm. is her makeover team. I think I said this in our intro episode. Yeah. Her makeover team is my favorite. And then we don't really get to experience them in the movie. It's mostly like we're going to let Cinna be mm-hmm. the one to shine. Because we didn't sense. talk about her dad at all, period. Exa- <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think getting to see – Caesar getting to see, you know, all of these different aspects of the capital that we got in the book, but that it's so hard to visualize mm-hmm. in the movie is definitely, aside from the visual brutality of the situation, seeing all of that, that is a nice piece of why mm-hmm. this book makes a great movie for me. Okay. Yeah. So... That answers like five of our questions of like side characters, <laughs> um, plot points. We're again, um, we're just out here figuring it out. Okay. We're I wonder if Caesar. So if you if you look back into the history of the fact that she's pulled the Susan Collins is pulling this out of mythology, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you look at Caesar and know knowing what that name means and mm. the mm. history behind Caesar and all these other things and as kind of the commentator and the narrator. And I wouldn't say he's necessarily the narrator. No, but I understand what you mean. I feel like in the movie, he's the narrator. He's the Mm -hmm. one that starts to pull that story together. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's something there and I feel like I should have probably researched a little more because I think we can come back to it in our, in our final reviews. Yeah. Um, Right. Making a note. Yes, making The other thing that I think about Caesar is I think he's a great stand-in for the perspective of the people of the capital. Yeah. So even in the books and from the movies to the books, the people that are capital people that we Mm -hmm. see are like Effie, Mm -hmm. the um, team. Yep. um, And then, and then, you know, Senna, and then some of the tributes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, their capital, tri- their career right, tributes. Yeah. Their career tributes. And then we have, you know, President Snow and like a few, but we don't ever ha- get to meet anyone until like book three. Yeah. We don't get to yeah. meet anyone else really from the capital. Right. Or well, no, book two. We get to book meet two. some people in book two. Yeah. We meet some people from the capital, other people from the capital in book two. So I feel like Caesar's perspective, we need that because that's, that's how the capital is perceiving. Yeah. As this is this is great TV. This is great right. entertainment. This is entertainment for all of us. Yes, yeah. and so yeah, having to ha- we needed his perspective and his narration yeah. of those games in order to really understand, like, just juxtapose that brutality of you know as a District Twelve tribute. This is absolute utter shit. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, this is, exactly. This is BS. I'll don't yeah. like, with capital letters. And then, you know, district one being like, Oh, this is really fun entertainment. Go us. Yay. Yeah. You know, love getting to watch this. Yeah. This is yeah. so fun. Like, let's give our little kid a sword. Cause that's yeah. Funny. Let's make yeah. some bets. Let's make some money. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's, that's good. Right. I agree with you there. Um, it's definitely you. We, it would be, Something would be lost and it would be that capital perspective if they had eliminated that factor of it, you know, because I feel like it's definitely more played up in the movie. Yes. All of the interactions than it is in the books. And so 
um, I think they kind of realized, oh, we need we need to lean on this as a piece of this story more mm-hmm. as we take this to the screen because yeah. the capital's full effect really would be lost. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't really get a lot of President Snow in this book. No, we don't. Until, I guess, until the end. Towards the end, yeah. Yeah. So let's but, move into the actual Hunger Games themselves, like when yes. she gets into the arena and like yes. the relationships she forms with that. Yeah. So from the arena perspective, movie or book? The movie. The movie, okay. Yeah. Why the movie? Well, I think... I think... A lot of things get lost in the book. Um, her relationship with PETA, once they hit the the arena, they're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, obviously they like split off and we're doing their own training. All of that stuff is happening. But they're supposed to be these star-crossed lovers, but he just ditches her, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, gotta go. I'm, I still stand behind my team PETA, but... He kind of he doesn't we're do off good to a thing. rocky start. Yes, we're off to a rocky, which most things are, so it's fine. Um, we so him kind of dipping out on her, and she's like, "Oh, I'm on my own." You know, she yeah. kind of realizes pretty quickly, like, "I've got to figure this out for myself." So, seeing that journey of like she's running and she's running, and you know. She climbs up a tree and she straps herself. All the things that you get to see that you're just reading in the book or listening to described, it doesn't really have kind of that same impact that seeing it on the screen does, Mm -hmm. obviously. Again, I think this really solidifies the fact that this book was meant to be a movie. movie, yeah. Um, Because there's so much detail and so much nuance that you miss in the book. Which yeah. you would think the book has all of the room to, you know, play, yeah, be as descriptive yeah. as, but she's no Tolkien. So she's not yeah. spending five pages describing a world, you know, a yeah. world. She's got maybe a page and a half to tell you what's going on in this instance. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you have a little more breathing room, like they do in the movie, to to build the world a little bit more, it just enhances what she has written Mm-hmm. In a way that very few, nothing but a movie can do, you know? Yeah. Um, so what about you, book or movie for the arena? For, for the, the arena, considering the book is written from Katniss's perspective. Yeah. I feel like we lose some of that emotional struggle that she has in that. In the in the movie. In the movie, yes. Okay. So in the book, she, there's a really great, like, being able to read her thoughts. Yeah. Versus in the movie, you're relying on Jennifer Lawrence to actually convey that with facial expressions. Right. And if we're all being honest, like, I love me some Jennifer Lawrence, but of course. this was like a breakout role for her. So she's yeah. not like the Brand most new. talented actress for this role, right? So right. there's not a lot of opportunity to really, like, play with those facial expressions and the subtleties of, like, you know, the internal feeling struggle things. that she's feeling things. So yes. having the that described out. thing we hear, gosh. <sighs> So much, breathing. Oh, so much breathing. So it's much breathing. It's one of my pet peeves. It's one of my pet peeves on <laughs> in movies. I'm like, oh, so much breathing. Show a different emotion. Pick, pick a, pick a new, yeah, yeah. Pick a new pick thing. A pick but a new thing. That that's a good point. I I definitely hadn't. Re- I think I don't remember where my note is 
if it's in this movie or in a different book or what. But I do, probably because I've read more books now, mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, I've read more books in my life. Mm-hmm. That's so fair. You, you get a a dual, um, what do they call it? Like dual perspective, um, multi multi-narrator situation in a lot more of these types of books today. Mm -hmm. So you Mm -hmm. would bounce between Katniss and Peeta or Katniss and Gail or, you know, Katniss and Hamish, Katniss and Hamish. Exactly. So you would get to see those perspectives a little more. Now this book would be like 600 pages if they did it that way. But I found myself wishing that I could see and feel those things Mm -hmm. just to enhance the the book a and b mm-hmm. then like oh i would love if we like smash cut to Peta and what he's yeah. doing right now you yeah. know like um again different type of book different type of movie but right. it comes with a revisit of like yeah. all of the things you've read since you know exactly. read watched etc mm-hmm. wishing for more you know right. so I yeah. I understand the the dichotomy there of yeah. the the one perspective being a little bit easier in the book. Yeah. I do wish we got to see others, but yeah. So with that said, as we move throughout the games, what are some of your like I don't want to say favorite parts because that's so intense, but like you know, what are definitive some things- moments? Yes. What are some definitive moments? Yes. Um, so the situation with Rue, obviously, yeah. oh, um, and the, you know, time. the, the tracker jackers and, and the whole, that kind of that situation. I yes. think, I think for me, the part that I identified with that I was absolutely like the very beginning from the get go, right. She is, Hamish says like, you run for the hills. You don't run for the cornucopia. Um, like, don't do it. Just don't do yeah. it. But she, yeah. she makes a run for it anyway. Because she's like, you know, I'm not going to do what you told me to do. Like, that's yeah. stupid. Um, and so she actually winds up with some really great tools for her disposal, right? Yeah. And so she has, it's it's kind of a confidence lob towards her. At the same time, it also solidifies that um, tension she's going to have with Hamish. For yeah. the entirety of the game of like yes. Hamish asking her, like, you need to be a little more engaged when you're kissing PETA. Like, yeah. is that yeah. all you got? Like, I can't yeah. only give you so much. Like, you got to right. sell a story. You got to be entertainment. Mm-hmm. You got to act it out. Right. You got to do it. Right. You got to do it. I think for me, uh, too, another another defining moment was when PETA, when she finds PETA has been injured and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, taken to him, fodging himself. And he, she, you know, kind of nurses him back to health. The thing that I I miss about the movie that you get to see in the book is that mm-hmm. internal struggle that she has between feeling emotion for him from the sense of like, he's a good person mm-hmm. and he needs to survive. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing this too. I might have feelings for him, but I'm not sure. Right. Right. And you don't that you don't really get that internal tension in the movie. Yeah, that's so I may true. Be, I may be changing my mind. I may think that the books are better. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we get hmm. hmm. Interesting stuff. It interesting. is interesting stuff. Yeah. So I for you, what is your defining moment in the games for Katniss? Um, obviously Rue. Yeah. Is huge. Um, I love Rue. She's so precious. Um, but 
I think the note that I have is when they blow up the food, the Ooh, the careers. Yes. Food, yes. In the, in the movie, it's just so much more satisfying to watch and to see <laughs> and to like see the little fox face girl. She like runs in, you know, which, okay. Tiptoes I do love, through. Yeah, yeah, she just kind of like tiptoes in, figures out what she wants and then goes. And then the little guy who's like fails at his one job that he has for the entire games, like letting that happen, seeing it play out. In the movie. Freud is so satisfying. Yes, it's just so <laughs> good. It's so good to watch and to when they switch from um there's a there's a word for it. Um an, an audio terminology, mm-hmm. but when it goes from like the subjective to the objective in her oh, yeah. hearing yeah. and you're hearing yeah. what she's hearing and it's just mm-hmm. that ringing and ringing and muted sound it's just so good. That payoff yeah. is just so satisfying. Yeah. But absolutely. I think watching it in the, on screen made me appreciate it more in the book. Okay. Yeah. So um so there was that and then um I think as we fast forward through the you know through the games the mutts that the was mutts, intense. The mutts are so intense. The mutts yeah. in the book, they describe more in detail where they look like the other mm-hmm. players in the game. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that and being like, what would that look like? Like being so mm-hmm. freaked out by that. And then when you see them on screen, they I think they just do the eye color and then they have their little tag. Mm-hmm. Their dog tag that has the yep. number, right? Yep. Um, right? Just that, like, tiny detail. They're just like, whoa, yeah. whoa, you know? Yeah. Like, so that that was just, just awful. And psychological as much as, torture. Yes. On top of On the, top of everything. Yeah. And that just keeps going as we go through the games in the quarter quell and in, you know, mm-hmm. the things that they go through throughout the series. Just that, yeah. the mind game. Mm-hmm. that is being played on these kids throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. And as mm-hmm. much as we hate Cato, his ending yes. is one of the most brutal in the book and in the movie. Yeah. And I just remember being like, Ugh. <sighs> Whoa, you know, (laughs) reading that and then watching that, you're like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. But I do have a question about that. Is Cato technically the only kill that PETA has in the games? I could have looked this up, but I want to hear your thoughts. Technically, I said, I even put in my notes, technically. Technically, the only kill. In the I'm first gonna, games, yes. I think it's okay. I think so. I think in the second games he has more. He has more, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um yeah. let's see. Two. Oh, technically technically he does kill Foxface with the Nightlock, is what it says. Oh, that was an accident because he yeah. was gathering the berries and then she comes in with the berry and eats what he's gathered and then she Yes. Yeah. And then I guess it says he killed someone from District Eight. Okay. Yeah, so but the thing in is, is I don't think pack. in Cato, because that's um because Katniss is the one who did the mercy shot. Yeah, tech you're right. That is technically yeah, true. So that was technically um, Katniss's kill. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good. So yeah. he has two. Okay. Um 
So there we go. We yeah. learned. So let's talk about the end of The Hunger Games with yes. Katniss and Peeta. So uh, yes. trigger warning for anybody who is dealing with um, suicidal thoughts, depression. Mm-hmm. Skip ahead. We're, yes. we're just FYI. We're about we'll keep it quick. So we'll keep it quick. Um, so thoughts on them doing this. What And thoughts on the concept of this being in a book of teenage, for teenagers. Yeah. Of this yeah. dual suicide concept. Like, yeah. What it's very F? Yeah. It's very... Um, Shakespearean yeah very tragic very tragic tragic well which okay we're just figuring things out as we go like I said but the idea that they're called star-crossed lovers parallels Romeo and Juliet right Mm -hmm. and then this deadly poison Mm -hmm. all with the nightlock berries yeah Yeah. I'm gonna have to do some research on that piece of this but it's um that that blows my mind that this would yeah. be in a book a specifically book. geared to teenagers yeah. because Shakespeare's yeah. not necessarily geared to teenagers. It just yeah. happens to be what they teach us in school, right? Yeah. So it's it's a different yeah, it's and a then different it's always setting. a different thing because the the reality is is that they they didn't make if you go back to Romeo and Juliet they didn't make the decision together together to, exactly right it was one and then the other. Exactly. And so yeah. like this, and then, so I, I think for me, um, I, I compare it to like some of the news stories that you see where it's like, you have, um, suicide attempts or, or depression across an, an entire school district. And so you yeah. lose like three or four kids in the same yeah. yeah, And it's because it kind of ripple effects and it becomes this thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I did not, I didn't appreciate kind of the romanticism behind it. Right. Of like, if we're we're gonna oh, go down it's swinging. So romantic. It's yeah. so like we're and yeah. we're and we're you know and we're fighting and we're not gonna go without each other. Yeah. Um. You know, even though we aren't necessarily in love with each other, but we do have each other's back. Yeah. Even as friends, I. I honestly probably would have been better off in in my mind if they had made a point to like kill each other. Yeah. Like if they had said like yeah. we're going to like draw our bows and face yeah. each other, or we're gonna Dual and like actually vibes. go through that. Yeah. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because there's an opportunity to miss. Exactly. And so there's an opportunity in that gamble that the game maker is going to have to have of like, of like which one is going to grant the other mercy first and yeah. is that a risk I want to take? Right, right. Like, I feel like that would have been a more appropriate mm-hmm. way to end it. So, mm-hmm. Do you think but, it would have changed the way that the the story went if they would have changed the attempt no 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 i don't i don't think it would have changed at all because i think what you could have said was the game what was the game's game maker's name um seneca seneca i think seneca crane still would have had to have somehow he would have died because of the choice that he made right right either way either way because the thing is is you can still set him up to be like if we kill one and we only have one person standing, like we're still going to have a rebellion. Right. You know, and like not knowing who's going to sacrifice for who first. Right. Right. You know, because it changes it. Yeah. It still becomes, well, you, you let, made this choice and you now make, you have yes. to deal with the consequences. Yeah. So if you still have Seneca Crane decide, Oh no, 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 no. We're going to have two victors. Like I don't yeah. want to risk losing both of you. Right. Right. Um, there's, there's still that, that option and that, that opportunity for him to screw that up. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that could have been a better way to have handled that. Honestly. Yeah, I think I agree. It's very 
brutal. It's very brutal. Um, What are your thoughts? So out of, obviously, what happens, happens. The games, you know. Coming out of the the Hunger Games. Coming out of the Hunger Games. And they're like, oh, we're done. Great. You know, like, as though, as though it's really over. Um, What are your thoughts on the way that Seneca his his ending his ending (laughs) yeah Yeah. right i think hmm Mm -hmm. i think him paying with his like him paying with his life would have been i think you could have paid i let me back up. He could have died at the request of snow in yeah. any manner. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the point that we're trying to drive home is that snow is a very like person who is, is, is vengeful is like dark is spiteful. like this whole spiteful, like all yeah. of these things. Yeah. And so I, I think that there could have been a way that you could have still conveyed that and completely, mm-hmm. completely done away with the, the nightlock berries. So, yeah. like, if you had changed Katniss and Peeta and the end yeah. of their dynamic, yeah. you could have changed and still conveyed that Snow is a terrible, terrible human being. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there's there, I, that's where my qualms are with that. Like, you yeah. Know, yeah. 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 So. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I was like, I remember reading that, mm-hmm. being like, whoa. Because really, obviously, the Hunger Games as an institution, yeah. And capital. Not great, right? Yeah, but it's really right. the first time um, outside of the games that mm-hmm. you see the villainry of yes. President Snow. Because this is the first time he actually kills someone. Yeah. 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 It's the first, the first, not to spoil it, but of many. And yeah. obviously, in technicality, he has yeah. killed many because right. he allowed this thing to yeah. continue. Exactly. But. Directly direct is responsible for yeah. responsibility that we see. Yeah. Read the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, everyone. Yeah. Just read it. Just please. Read it. It'd it's be great. So good. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I freaking love that book so much. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the movie. Huh. Anyways, okay. Carrying on. Um, any final thoughts on this book slash movie journey? Mm. Do you have a um uh, a rating? Did we do that? Before? Did we do a rating for each book? No, we did not. For okay, this rating. book, rating yeah. what, one to five or one to ten? I like five for books. A five? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with like 3.75. Okay. Okay. And I'm putting that in context of all of the books. Yes. Because like the second one is my favorite. The quarter yes, count. I think we agreed on that. Yes, we did. We okay. agreed on that. Yeah, because, so this would be like a three point seven five. Like it was okay. a good book for a YA book. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I, what about you? What's your rating? I honestly, before you said that, I was gonna say three point five. Okay. If you follow me on Instagram and you see me rate books, you know that a book I'm never gonna give anything like under three point five unless it's just dreadful. I think DNF. that I gave. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I gave Happy Place by Emily Henry. A two. Oh no. Yeah. Um, I, I know that's not very common with like the book talk girlies. They love that book. I hated that book. 
And I still gave it maybe a two. So that said, I think I'll go with you. I think I'll do, we'll be the same for this, a 3.75. Because it's not quite a four, because obviously it is not my favorite of the books. Yeah. But it is it is a good yeah. book and it's I a think solid first novel solid first novel what would you have rated it on your initial reading of this book on my initial reading of this book ooh as a teenager yeah as a kid yeah like probably a 4.5 4. yeah i agree i would have yeah. especially because i had never read well, okay, at the time, I had definitely read The Hunger Game, no, The Hobbit, and yes. I had read Lord of the Rings, yes. and I was probably starting to dabble in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. like, more, and Aragon, yeah. and those kinds of books, and yeah. I was obviously reading John Grisham, too, mm-hmm. so, like, yeah. I had some books under my yeah. under my belt and, at this mm-hmm. time, so I had never really read, aside from, yeah. like, Chronicles of Narnia, anything, okay. like, YA like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I probably would have rated it up there like, oh, my gosh, I've never read anything like this. So yeah. this is like a four, four point yeah. five, almost five yeah. in my book. Um, yeah. what this is my introduction. Movie? This is my introduction to dystopian fiction. Yes. Same. So like it was Hunger Games and then Divergent and then the yes. Uglies. And so, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 So what like, about the movie? The movie. Mm, definitely out of five. Uh, I don't know why, but out of, I go out of 10 on movies. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel, that feels better. Um, mm, I don't know. You're the movie guru. What's your, what's your first take? Um, oh gosh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to go again, overall, all of the movies. Mm-hmm. This is not my favorite movie, okay. but it's my second favorite of the mm-hmm. four yeah. Um. So I'm probably gonna go like a between a six point seven five and a seven. Okay. Somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna like seven point five it. Okay. Felt like that's, that was a fair. That's good. Like a C plus. Yeah. C right? plus. C yeah. plus feels good. Yeah. 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 What about when you initially watched it? When I initially watched it, um, considering like we had all the twilight sparkly vampire mm. like yeah mean angsty stuff and nobody was actually doing anything with life yeah um when you compare it to that kind of background of what i was familiar with this was definitely like a nine nine point five okay this was a way up there great movie for me okay i loved this movie yeah um, i probably would have rated it really high as well yeah just because yeah it's it i wasn't a twilight girl we already discussed this in the first one um so this was the first of its kind for me right um as far as these types of movies. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as we continue on with life, like mm-hmm. there's so much more now, but yeah. Um, yeah. I probably would have been up there with you, like in that eight, nine mm-hmm. range um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and also because of where the book was in my life too, mm-hmm. you know, um, seeing a book that you read turned mm-hmm. into a movie is mm-hmm. very cool. So yeah, it, kinda, it, it ranks high for yeah. that piece of it. Yeah. Um, okay. So any final thoughts? Oh, I do have one little trivia. I tried to incorporate some trivia because I like it. Um, so I read that when it came to their training scores Mm -hmm. in, um, when they were at the Capitol, you know, and they do their thing and she shoots the arrow and hits the pig in the book, 
Peter and Katniss both get 12s. 12s, the highest. That's the right. highest score you can get. Oh, but and we the, don't know what Peter did. We never they both out. Get, they both got 12s. Right, but we what don't know I what he did to get a 12. Yes, we don't know what he did. Exactly, okay. you're right. Um, and in the movie, Katniss gets an 11 and uh-huh. Peter gets an 8. Interesting. Because it still gave Katniss the highest score, but it's kind of put Peter like – in, in the, the middle, middle of the rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was interesting um, to to read that little bit of trivia. So yeah. just a little fun sprinkle. I'll have more as we go because, again, this wasn't my favorite one. But yeah. it's fine. Um, That's probably why we haven't researched it that much because neither one of us thought this was our favorite one. Yeah. Up to our next episode is going to be That will be the one. That's going to be the one. more notes. We have yeah. more prepared. Gonna, it's going to be all the things. I'll have had yeah. coffee. It'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> Hopefully we can do that one in person. Um, yes. Oh, yes. yes. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be great. So stay tuned for that one. But again, this, is, this is honestly such a blast. I'm really excited for the rest of the series as we go throughout the summer, getting to hang out with Carissa, which who doesn't love that? Cause I do. Um, I love hanging out with Faith personally. But that's just um, so again, if you want to read this book, after you've listened to us discuss it, you can get it on Kindle or go to your local thrift store and find it. I bought a copy because I didn't have one. I bought it for 50 cents. So, you know, you can find them anywhere. Don't get the movie covers. I want like the, you know, the special oh, the, book like covers. The, yeah. 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 Um, I don't like a, a movie version of a book cover. Feels like a cop out. Um, you can still watch the movies. Mm-hmm. I think you can still watch them on Hulu, but mm-hmm. also I think they're on Max now. Um, HBO Max. Uh, all right. Um, I think they're formerly on Max. HBO Max. Okay. Formerly uh, the streaming service formerly called HBO Max. Um, <laughs> you can you can watch them there. I think. Don't quote me on that one. I'll put it for sure in the show notes. But next up, we've got Catching Fire, which Carissa and I both agreed as favorite. our favorite. Yes. Our favorite, just overall favorite. So. Stay tuned for that one. That'll be coming soon. Keep following along with us. Let us know your thoughts. Comment on our polls and do all the fun things. Um, We're having a blast with this. We hope you are as well. Let us know what else we should do. Should Carissa and I make this a regular thing? Should we, you know, branch out? What should we do? Let us know. Um, And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, Carissa. Thanks for having me. It's great. It means a lot. It's so fun. So fun. Love you, mean it. Um, You can follow Chris on Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes. You can obviously still follow me on Instagram. Go get you some Enjoy the Sass merch. We dropped um, a Tumblr, which I still need to get. Um, We have t-shirts, crewnecks, all the fun things that you could ever want. Even our Love You Mean It collection is still out and available. Might pull it down soon, so go get it. Um, If you've made it this far in the episode, the promo code... For a little discount on merch is fun15. So go to enjoythesass.com slash merch and get yourself some merch and we can twin because that's one of my favorite things. So until next time, guys, thanks so much for listening and have a great summer. Love you, mean it. Bye. Bye.